Hello, all you hustling boss babes. You're listening to episode 10.1 of the Not Wonder Woman podcast, How to Negotiate What You're Really Worth. Welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. No capes, no superpowers, just hustle. Not Wonder Woman removes the myth of the ladies who, quote, have it all and gives practical insight to help you, the working woman, conquer the world like the boss babes we know you are. Hey guys, it's me, Mel, and I am running solo today in mini episode 10.1. We got such a great response from our last podcast that we wanted to do a little bit more detailed description about how to negotiate what you're really worth. So when you're out there searching for your dream job, or even if you're at the job and needing a raise and really thinking you're getting underpaid, we're going to give you some specific tips so that you can go negotiate the money that you deserve. So getting the money you deserve isn't just a function of you doing a good job. You have to be your own advocate. I think sometimes women, and I know I've certainly fallen into this trap, so I am saying this generically, but we often don't think about how we can get ahead. We try to think of the group overall, and I think that that tends to harm us when we're trying to negotiate things specifically like a raise for ourselves, as opposed to things like a raise for somebody else in your group. You may be a great fighter for things like that, but when it comes to yourself, you need to be a fighter to make sure you get paid what you're worth. I recommend coming up with a strategy, a strategy about how to get the raise or the job offer that you really need. And for me, that has required documenting my accomplishments, understanding your boss's or soon-to-be boss's expectations, and researching your employer's financial health. So step number one, how in the world do you find out how much you're actually worth? What does the market say about your job and what you should be paid for? Well, I like to check out pay information at public sites when I can, Uh, sites like salary.com or salaryexpert.com, also places like the Labor Department's Occupational Outlook Handbook. That's available, uh, and I'll link it below, but it is bls.gov forward slash OCO to see what professionals in your field and your geographical area are making. Another good place to look is your network. If you know people that may have graduated from the same school as you, they may not be willing to tell you the exact salary that they make, but they may be willing to tell you the ranges for your job title that they may know of in their company. And so that can be a good estimate of the market and what's out there. Additionally, I like to go look on job boards, so job boards on places like LinkedIn, Indeed.com, other places like Above the Law. You can see things, how much people are getting paid, or if they're making that offer of a new job available on a place like LinkedIn job boards, you can see often the salary range that they're putting out there. So those kind of things are really helpful if you are thinking about, one, negotiating a raise in your current company, or if you're negotiating with a prospective employer. Market data is key. It gives you a hard and steady number, a fast fact that you can use to negotiate your worth. It's really hard for a company 
to argue with hard facts. And that is what makes this research to know your worth and the market data that you need so important to getting your salary of your dreams. For step number two, we said understand your boss's expectations. This is key to getting a raise. So I'm going to take two paths with this because in the first path, if you are currently at your job, it may be easier than if you are negotiating to join a company to know your boss's expectations. So I'll take the first scenario where you are currently in a position and negotiating for a raise. If you're currently at a company, you typically have things like goal setting groups or goal setting meetings. You would have had some sort of review platform where you may be reviewed each year. But all in all, it's your responsibility to make sure you understand your boss's expectations. Your boss may or may not be very good at laying those out. So for you, in order for you to make sure you're meeting their expectations and to argue effectively to get a raise, you need to understand their expectations. I highly value going to those sessions, like we just talked about, a review meeting or things like that, being prepared to ask a lot of questions. Those sessions typically provide a one opportunity a year in order to get in front of your boss. But don't think of that as the only opportunity to get in front of your boss and understand his expectations or her expectations. Sorry about that. I think that you can really ask this all year long, and you probably should be. I love it when folks that I work with ask me what I want of them. It forces me to think about it, and I think it's a good practice for you to get into the habit of. And then that way, if you're asking for a raise, you can say, I checked all these boxes because you know exactly what they need. After you've had a meeting like that, one good practice is to do a summary email back to your boss saying that you understand that these were the goals that your boss had for you for the year or for a certain project that you may be doing and get their assent, get his or her assent to say, yes, that is exactly what I'm looking for here. If you're laying this kind of predicate, then you're already laying the groundwork to be able to ask for a raise when you get there. After you accomplish the things on the goal sheet that you you and your boss agreed to, that is the time to go ask for a raise. One thing that that really requires, however, is that you document that you have accomplished all the goals that are on the list that you and your boss agreed to. So for me, throughout the year, I try to keep a list of notes of accomplishments. It's really easy for me to just go back to my notes and say, these are the goals that were laid out and then go back and check those boxes or add things that I may have done throughout the year that may not have been on the goal sheet initially, but that were really important to my organization or to my boss specifically. It's way too hard to come up with your list once a year. So I really like keeping a list throughout the year that you keep updated. It's a great way to track your progress and to really see if if the timing is right for you to go ask for that raise. Raises, by and large, are typically tied to performance. So these key metrics, like the key metrics of the market data that I gave you, are hard and fast facts. You have accomplished these things or you have gone above and beyond. And with your list at the ready, you will be able to go in there and ask for that raise and feel confident about asking for it. Now, scenario number two. 
we are talking about our dream job series and that's what we're in the middle of. So it may be that you are negotiating for a salary before you even get to an organization. And I don't wanna leave that off of this talk either because those specifics are really important. Really take the interview seriously. An interview is not just an opportunity for a company to get to know you to make you a job offer. It's your opportunity to get to know the company. And importantly, when it comes to negotiating your salary, it will give you the opportunity to know the types of performance and the goals that would be required for the job at hand. And if you know those things, if you delve into those in the interview process, you will be able to go back to your notes from, for example, your own job and say, I have these skill sets and therefore I should be paid X when you negotiate your salary with them if they give you that job offer. So I do like to ask a lot of probing questions whenever I'm in an interview. Think about specific questions that you should ask prior to getting to that interview so you'll be prepared. So questions like, what is a skill set that you want to see exhibited so that somebody would be successful in this job? That's a great open-ended question that will allow your boss or potential boss to answer and give you some specifics. If they don't give you specifics, keep asking those types of questions, like what sort of degrees would they need? What sort of characteristics would be exhibited? If you had a project, what would the result of those kind of projects be in order to be considered a successful project? If you're interviewing for a job, your interview is the one chance you have to get all this information. So use it wisely. Don't come unprepared. Be prepared with these types of questions. And don't just ask them of your specific boss, because often you work in a group or you work uh, for several people, like you may end up supporting the CEO or somebody else within the group. And so if you interview with more than one person, have these types of questions available for everybody you interview with so that you can gauge what each group may view as a successful candidate. Now, if you've been keeping that list of accomplishments, like I talked about, at your old job or over your career, then you will be ready to negotiate your salary whenever you get that job offer. So you will already be able to say, these are the things that you can accomplish or have accomplished in the past. These are the skill sets that you bring. You will have already done your research to know at places like salary.com or other places like that that may have competitive salaries in your market and for your job, and you'll be ready to go. Whether you're negotiating for a raise at your current job, or you are on the market for a new job, got the job offer, and are negotiating your salary, it is really important to follow step number three. You need to research your employer's financial health. So for your current employer, and even if you're looking for a job, you can typically find out information about the financial health of the company if they're publicly traded online. There'll be an investor relations page that will let you know how they're doing, how they're doing by expectations uh, with the market. You can also review different analysts' reviews of the company and where they think that company is going, headed. It is not wise to go negotiate 
for a higher salary at a time when the company is really struggling financially. Even if you do hit all of your goals and your targets, it is a hard time for a boss to give a raise if a company is in a hard fiscal position. So just remember, timing may be really key in order for you to get this raise. If a company is not publicly traded, it is a lot harder, but you can learn about the company's financial health. Go ask some folks in the accounting department, for example, of your company, or go ask some of your colleagues, coworkers that may be in the same industry if they hear about that company, and that will give you a gauge of how well they're doing financially. Timing is key in order for you to get the raise you deserve. If a company that you are thinking about accepting a job with is in a hard fiscal position, not doing terribly well, your interview and your negotiation of your salary upfront is the key thing to remember. It will be hard to make a change once you get in the organization. I've learned that the hard way. Before you sign any papers, make sure you are at the ready to negotiate all that you deserve before you join the company. That is the key time to get it all done. We hope you've liked these tips. And if you have any more for those hustling boss babes out there, please drop us a note and we will be sure to pass it along. episode is generously sponsored by Blonde Biscotti Coffee and Biscotti Bar in the heart of Houston, Texas. They are proud to serve third wave coffee and soft baked biscotti, blondebiscotti.com. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on iTunes so you never miss a show. And we want to hear from you. So please feel free to send us your questions and comments to notwonderwomanpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us at our website, notwonderwoman.com.